What's going on, guys? I go by the name of Cleo Thomas, aka Mr. Slick Living. I'm Patrick Cloud. And I'm the anomaly, Will Farrow. We are the RK Tokens, and this is Coin Talk. This podcast is brought to you by Gridiron Gaming, powered by the PFRPA, and of course, produced by Thunder Studios. That's right, guys. All right, so of course, we got to update you guys on everything going on with the Smash Bowl. And there were some new different rules that have been set in place. But, uh, you know, this last weekend, of course, was always just a battle. It was a battle royale of everyone showing off their skills and how great they really were. Uh, the game is set to stamina mode in uh, 10 HP. So most attacks will knock out a character in simply one hit. That's right. Sudden death type settings, meaning one really great timed attack. Match is over. The time is set to one minute. The knockback is set to 1.3, and the item spawns are set to medium. As if Smash wasn't stressful enough already. Uh, but since these matches are so fast, each set is played in a best of 19 or a first to 10 format. Very, very quick paced. Uh, a lot of big upsets in this format, though, but most notably, the king, MK Leo was eliminated by Laid in the winner's finals and again by our guest today, Louis, a.k.a. Louis Money, in the loser's finals. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Now, next week, though, Group B2 will be featured, and those features will come from Sammy Singles' rule set, and it will be created by, of course, Drugged Fox. So you don't want to miss out on any of that. Seems like a lot of that stuff is going to be very interesting. And so you can check out, of course, the Smash Bowl every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard, 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Thunder Gaming's Twitch channel. And that's, of course, twitch.tv slash Thunder Gaming. And if you'd like to keep up with the bracket, in case you don't know what the rule sets or some of the terminology, you can always go check out the information at the smash.gg page. That is smash.gg slash tournament slash smash dash bowl dash mmxxi slash details to keep up with everything for the smash bowls tournament so real quick you know smash i want to get into this really quickly uh smash brothers has created their own universe you know like it's almost just all every video game we grew up with combined into the same universe to fight and you know that's very very reminiscent of like the, the the superhero universes that we see going on in in Hollywood right now, Marvels, you know, brought all all their characters together for the Avengers. Had an amazing rollout with their universe. Um, DC, little little less, you know, strategy, little less uh, consistency. They did kind of a similar way, uh, a, a similar release. Their Justice League was first for some reason. Really, really, really random. Uh, and in terms of the, the the cinematic universe, they've been competing for a very long time. Marvel uh, dropped their rollout at the top of the year. Everybody's excited. But now DC is kind of dropping their stuff. And in true DC universe fashion, people are kind of confused. We got a Wonder Woman video uh, movie that just dropped on HBO Go. The, the reviews have been less than, uh, less than positive. Less than positive, uh, especially coming off of an amazing Wonder Woman, you know, the first movie. I really liked it. And now we have two Batmans going on at the same time. Uh, Cleo, you want to go more into this? This is uh, very, very much. It's, it's, it's just in pure DC fashion. Like, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. So uh, the Warner Brothers and um, the DC 
Studios went ahead and, and announced the fact that we will have two main franchises for Batman going on at the exact same time. Uh, we most recently saw the the Batman trailer, which stars Robert Pattinson as, of course, Bruce Wayne and uh, Zoe Kravitz as Selena Kyle slash Catwoman, Jeffrey Wright as, of course, uh, of uh, Commissioner Gordon. I'm really excited for that project. Regardless, I'm excited for that. So that is going to be the Batman there. But the news that everyone had been waiting for for quite some time for us to really see if we're going to get a Flashpoint Paradox story for the DC fans, we get Michael Keaton to be Warner Brothers slash DC Cinematic Universe's Iron Man. He's going to be the one to help bridge the gap between a lot of the other um dc heroes which is also just a little weird considering we also just had ben affleck donning the cape and cow but he will not be the mainline universe batman in the franchise over there so it's they doing it down the middle well I, I don't this is basically the equivalent of tom holland and toby mcguire ha being having spider-man movies out at the same time and i just i i don't know how to feel I know I know exactly how I feel about it. Um, listen, there were like like we could say there were a lot of things that were left in 2020. Um, and so here is one thing I'm kind of hoping to leave in 2021. Multiverses. Don't everything need a damn multiverse? Okay. Now listen, I saw I watched uh Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Uh y'all gonna understand what this has to do with everything else. Uh, on Netflix. It was the final season. And for some reason, they decided to throw a multiverse in this very regular witchcraft-like story. I mean, yes. So what they did was Sabrina not only has two versions of herself, one that runs hell and then one that does the regular teammate stuff, the one that goes to hell goes to a different reality where, do you remember the sitcom with Melissa Joan Hart? Yeah. The aunts return for this show. So they're the aunts in that reality. And I was like, I love the nostalgia of it. I thought it was dope. And then I started thinking, I was like, this was not needed. No. Not that you're right. Not everything needs a multiverse. That's ridiculous. That's it. <laughs> and so now that I just think about it with Batman, I think, though, one, I'm very excited because it's Michael Keaton. So I just can't wait to see if they're going to do the whole spotlight on his face when he's Batman like this. Love that. I love that about Michael Keaton. Just, just as they do that. But I think they're doing that now because of Wonder Woman 84. I think that's why they're doing that. Because Wonder Woman 84 altered everything about how the Justice League meets. Because, because yeah, if you if you watch Wonder Woman 84, it changes how they're supposed to meet with one another, especially with the whole love thing between her and her boyfriend. Because the way Ben Affleck has it as if she never found him again when she actually does in this one. So it's altered everything. So what it looks like is Michael Keaton may be the new Batman that's been doing all of this stuff to get everybody prepared. Wow. He's been the original pulling the strings Batman this entire time. Which, let's be, listen, he's my favorite. He's my mm -hmm. favorite Batman. Like, we, I give Christian Bale his, his due for being the greatest trilogy Batman we've ever had. I'm sorry. Sure. I'm but sorry. Like, what? I'm not here to argue with you, Will. I okay. am not. We won't do that this episode. We won't do that this episode. That's I fine. 
Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman. For so for him to return, uh, I hope he gets to wear the original Batman suit with the actual yellow around the bat logo. Like that was so cool for that or era. Um, but this does bring up a lot of questions, as, as you know, Pat has pretty much said. Like, yo, he's just he's this is a lot to deal with. If we have these two Batmen, who are going to be the two Jokers? Because you can't have them without it. You know they're going to pull that trigger. They have to. We've had hey. we've had Jared Leto in the Suicide Squad universe, and more recently Joaquin Phoenix play this his Joker. But you just said that. Now I think about it. What if good old Jackie Nick make a comeback to his Joker? What if he dons the white paint and he puts on the suit again? I don't want it. Like nostalgia only works. Nostalgia only works within like ten to fifteen years within each other, or in animation. Like <laughs> I loved the season ending of Mandalorian. That was dope. Uh, what they did with the CGI, I won't spoil anything, but it's just like how how long can we keep doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I almost it's I, I don't know. I don't necessarily. Especially in the superhero universe, I'm not trying to see like old people come back. Like I was the first Batman. Like if you don't get a young actor who knows martial arts, <laughs> I'm good with that. I need, I need. But at the end of it, I'm not, I'm not upset with two Batman. Uh, that's my second favorite superhero. I'm not upset with two Batman movies. I'm just like DC has so much to offer, and it's almost like they're nervous to roll out anything new. Like Marvel took a huge gamble starting with Iron Man. That was like one of their least popular characters. Like that's what they started to build the universe with. And it was completely patient. They rolled out every character one by one, then did the Avengers. And DC was just like, Justice League, five Batmans. You know what I mean? Supermans barely work, but we keep, we keep doing them. Like, it's like we could, we could keep going into the DC universe, but they keep hitting us with the same, same stuff. Well, and I'm just, I don't know. Here's one thing I've noticed, though, is that they don't, like, DC don't trust their instincts when it comes to putting these movies out. So just like we saw in the first rollout of, like, Justice League the, uh, and Batman and all that, it's like, yo, with all the chaos that they've had, like, even, like, with Suicide Squad, every time these movies came out, they've been different versions of what it was, like, originally supposed to be. Like, Suicide Squad, Joker was supposed to be the main villain. Yep. And then they switched it like last minute and made Enchantress the uh villain. That was one of the reasons why Jared Leto was so upset because what they pitched to him was not what they decided to roll out. And so Marvel never had that problem. And then one good thing Marvel did too was they really paid attention to how these movies shaped their universe. Like one, Thor, Thor was almost on its way out because one was basic, two wasn't good, but what saved him was a movie nobody knew how it was going to work and they took a gamble on which was guardians of the galaxy no one knew about that franchise unless you know about the comic and yeah. so all of us were kind of like all right i don't really know what this is but i watch it so they stacked it up with people we know they got an actual director that loved the style and loved the music and it made it great and it also expanded their universe to mimic anyone out in space towards what they did with guardians of the galaxy that's how thor became so more colorful in Ragnarok, right. but DC hasn't found that yet. Yeah. I just, you know, the Flash film was supposed to go into production years ago. Like they had to go and recast his love interest. Like that's how long th this that film was supposed to, you know, get up and go. 
you know, and this was, you know, very pre-pandemic issue. Uh, you know, we had there's been so many people hoping to see this Snyder Cut, which is getting released. And I look, why, where, why does the Snyder Cut even need to be seen now? For what? Why does it need to be seen? I mean, we're not getting Ben Affleck back in the Cape and Cowl anyway. So what's he the quit. Uh, yeah, yeah, he he quit. He quit. But the thing is, that's the thing with DC. He didn't quit. We're not getting him back because there's only two Batman in the in the universe. No, 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 no. he's in it. No, 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 he's in Flashpoint. Ooh, they, no, they, yeah, yeah, they confirmed that like Bat he will come back as Batman for Flashpoint. But ben move, yeah, Ben Affleck. But moving forward, Michael Keaton will be considered DC cinematic Batman. Did Ben just not want to do it anymore, or what? Yeah, he just like like first it was he didn't want to direct it the 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 solo Batman movie. He was directing. He was going to direct. He was, direct supposed, it. To. He he was, was supposed, supposed to have his own. You're right. He was supposed to write and direct his own Batman mm -hmm. film. Then they switched that out, and then they they had found someone, but then he decided that he didn't want to be Batman anymore, so he stepped down from Batman. Then it, then the whole thing with Superman and Henry Cavill came, where he stepped down. And then all of them decided that they were going to come back and do everything again. But Ben Affleck still, I, I think Ben Affleck just don't want to have to stick to that physical regimen of being Batman. And so I think that's another reason why he turned back. Because it is a very intense thing to have to keep that kind of uh, shape. So I could not imagine. Like, yeah. you can't, like, you cannot slip up. If you are Batman, you can't eat one donut. I feel like that is that's that I, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I've been rich for forever. Like you're you I'm over here on in Turks and Caicos eating celery. Nah. nah, nah. <laughs> right. That's uh what it was, Wolverine uh Origins. That's the same thing, old boy that played Sabretooth. Uh uh Live I would say his name. Yeah, he stopped because he was like, No, I'm mad. I'm sick of this. Hugh Jackman was Wolverine for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Years. Yeah. Years. I think two decades. I think two decades. Yeah, he's the longest. He I think he holds the record as the longest uh franchise character in like movies to play like the same person. They they did him good <laughs> at the end though. I said, how long was Hugh Jackman Wolverine? The answer was two hours and 18 minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> supposedly he's supposed to be making a comeback. Google nah. No, no, no. So, so the rumor is it's supposed to be he's supposed to be making a cameo in Deadpool three. So we are gonna see what's up. Seventeen years of needing abs. Think about that. Man is popping out. Seventeen years. That's no, bro. You have to be dehydrated. Intense character, and he brought it every single time. Like I never, I don't think anyone ever had a had an issue with. Um, Hugh Jackman's performance as Wolverine. Like, there, that was never the problem. It was the film, it was the script, it was the plots, it was the rebranding, it was too much. But when it came to him performing as that character through these years, we've loved it. And they did him right with that Logan movie, bro. That is the, and I, I cried. I yeah. cried watching Logan. I thought that really? movie was incredible. Absolutely, yeah. Especially what it's based from. Like, they did a very good job. And I think, too, Hughes, like Wolverine's character, is probably one that should probably have the greatest respect, not only as a character, but as an actor, because he went from so many phases of that character through Hollywood. Now, I just mean in the movie wise, like how Hollywood was trying to figure out what are we going to do with superhero movies from 
the regular Fox stuff just casting big names and not really paying attention to the comic books, but we still messed with him. Then moving into where, okay, we look like we're going to start this whole cinematic universe thing, so let's keep pumping stuff out, and then they give us Wolverine Origins. But then it's like, yo, okay, but we still going to give you a chance. And then now we're fully into the superhero cinematic movie. People are starting to get the stuff right. And he was still in here to be able to deliver us a great piece like Logan. You're right. Even in, even in the bad X-Men movies, he was great. Like, he right. literally carried him and uh, Professor X and Magneto were really just like the actors that carried the whole universe. And it's low-key because of them, we... We, we, we give a pass to even the bad X-Men movies. Because it's like, mm-hmm. even the bad X-Men movies are like, you'll still watch it because it's Wolverine yeah, fighting it. <laughs> But yeah. in terms of like storyline and like writing and talking about it as like a good movie, people don't really mess with it. So that's a really, that's a really good note. Like give Hugh his, his, his flowers now because he was, he was Wolverine for the, for 20 years, number one. Yeah. And it was during the figuring out phase where Hollywood had no idea what it was doing. And he still killed it all the way to the end. So shout out to Abs for 17 years. I didn't <laughs> I have a question to get us back into the DC thing really quick, guys. Let's talk about old school Batman villains and films. Okay. If they brought back Michael Keaton, somebody will get picked out of the, the role gallery from the old school. Will it be Jim Carrey's Riddler? Will it be uh, Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy? Will it be Arnold Schwarzenegger's um, uh, Mr. Freeze? <laughs> so will it be Will it be Tommy Lee Jones' Two Face? Will it be Danny DeVito's Penguin? Oh, okay. Or get Michelle Pfeiffer to get her old, sexy, sensual self back in a Catwoman costume. Didn't Didn't she say she didn't want to do it? She probably doing. She's at Marvel now, so yeah. So is Michael Keaton. He's Vulture. Michael, but no, Michael Sony. Come on, Will. Ah, yeah, that is that loophole. That is that loophole. Yeah, she is fully Marvel. He is signed to Sony. That's right. Because he's in the Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's Sony Marvel. She's in Ant Man. So it's straight like Marvel Disney. Oh man, these contract loops is crazy. So you could be in both universes if you exploit that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they figured it out for Michael Keaton. Yeah, uh, oh, who needs Nick Fury? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take a movie without Nick Fury to be yeah. in both universes. Same thing with uh, what uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds now, Deadpool, Green Lantern. Uh, is he still uh, Green Lantern? No, no, not anymore. But like Michael B. Jordan was Human Torch, and so and they were still they were talking about asking him to come back as Human Torch. That's crazy. Um, I'm I'm sick of the Joker. I'm sick yeah. of Two Face. I think I think uh, the same way that Spider Man kept trying to make the same villains work. It's like, all right, let's 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 try some new ones. There's enough. I would I would love to see a movie um, that's either you know Poison Ivy take taking over uh, parts of Gotham and just making it into like a greenhouse, uh, or I don't know. I I'm not a big Catwoman fan. I've never I've always liked it when she like dipped in and out and like. Said, hey, you know, sexual tension with Batman real quick, stole something and then left. I don't really like her as like the main. Um, and Mr. Freeze was was trash to me. I think Penguin, Penguin, you can make Penguin work. And I think that Jim Carrey grew as an actor so much over the years. He could probably bring back Riddler, but not as goofy as it was. Like, I didn't like his outfit 
Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, technically, he do spaz out at the end, so that actually could flip into something different, kind of like on some maybe like number twenty three type stuff for him to play, like you said, because he did lose his shit at the end. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, like, but I like with Pat, because like, but now that you say that though, too, even with these old cats, it's like we got two Batman franchises, so now it's like there's kind of a split between them because it's like okay. Which role do you want to see in which universe and which one works better? Because, like, the one I was going to mention was I would love to see Clayface, but now that I'm thinking about it, like, where would Clayface work better? The DC Cinematic Universe or this Robert Pattinson Batman? Cinematic. And then then the same thing we see for Penguin. Penguin is in in Robert Pattinson's one. So, are they going? For me, Penguin is more mob boss, humanoid, real. Like you could see someone being like that, you know, with, with these anything super crazy powered OP, you're going to have to go put that in the cinematic universe. But the Robert Pattinson, I feel, franchise is doing exactly what we got with the Dark Knight trilogy, which is keeping it very real life based. This could happen. So, yeah. so uh, I, th- I think the best one then is like what Pat said, Poison Ivy might be the best one to to bring back and do something with or that be introduced as the next villain i I feel like she is time for her to be introduced as the next one or no no no. i was gonna say she's an eco-terrorist but yeah go ahead all i was gonna say is (laughs) this would be super weird on the eyes but imagine a penguin that was basically because you know how penguins kind of like small like a penguin and stuff and like very short and stuff imagine if they use cgi to get um like it was Gus, but he was like a tiny Gus. <laughs> That'd be fire. Just like <laughs> you want John Carlo Esposito to play every role now, Pat. Every villain. Okay, I, he would um, be amazing in Gotham. I don't. I got something for you then. I got something for you. There are rumors. There are whispers. John Carlo Esposito is supposed to be bringing. Doctor Doom to life. Fantastic Four. That's who they are. They are. Ah, I ain't in the Court of Owls. Nah, they're in. Ooh, that'd been hard if he'd have done that'd it. That would have been dope. But yeah, he's supposed to be uh, playing Victor Von Doom. That's who they're eyeing to play. Uh, okay. I mean, you can't get MF Doom to do it, which I always secretly hoped for in a movie, but. <laughs> or, at least, or at least some music or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just, just a nice little cameo. That would be a nice little cameo. He passed by before he put the helmet on and he look at him and see him and Doom and then he puts his own and they go on to the shit. I am here for a Fantastic Four film scored by MF Doom. That would be amazing. Wow. <laughs> All right. Yes, indeed, man. But I think, uh, yo, like, you know, you know, before we, we flip over to this interview, um, just, I think DC just got to get their formula down. That's it. Marvel figured out their formula on how to I think DC can too. And just like how Pat said, I think if you look outside, like what they call the Holy Trinity of Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman, you have so many stories that nobody wouldn't mind looking at. And then also too, um, DC, stop lying, stop flip-flopping all the time. And also just look at your TV universe because it's doing great. Yeah. Your TV universe is awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Take notes from that or something. Because first they were like, we're not going to cross the two uh, TV and movies. We're not going to cross those. And then I'm watching both versions of Flash 
on the CW's Flash. Like, stop lying to us, please. They had to give in. They had to give in to what the people wanted, man. I'm like, yo, like, we're fans. Like, we're fans. At the end of the day, I think we literally just want to see the the stories that we know brought to life almost verbatim. That's yes. it. That's really what we want. And uh, yeah, if you want to switch something up here, then maybe it maybe because I, I do understand that the whole aspect of certain things not transitioning from paper to film. I understand that it sometimes it just doesn't work. You could try it and you'll see it immediately. Like mm, this works better simply on page. Oh my but, god! Man, give the fans what they want, man. Simple. If there was three people in Hollywood who just did what you just said, like, eh, this would probably, we shouldn't touch this. There's not, there's not one. Nope. <laughs> there is not one person, maybe Jordan Peele, but it's, it's literally like, they're just like, ah, no one's going to like this, but it's going to make money. And it's weird. It's the formula is literally as simple as you said, just, just do what's already there. Like <laughs> people are just like, no, nah, I want some flair. Let's make, let's make Spider-Man, uh, you know, he can't walk anymore. And it's like, right. wait, what? Like, <laughs> people just keep trying to add stuff. It's just like, just give us what's in the in the book, please. That's it. Like, that's all we're asking. Hollywood, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, sir. <laughs> oh, God. But all right, y'all, it is time to get into this interview. Of course, we probably have one of the best Smash players in the world here today. So we're going to talk about Smash video games, the whole nine. So let's go ahead and flip to the other side of this coin. All right, guys, we got another special guest for you guys on the Coin Toss podcast. He plays as every player that you can possibly pick in the Smash Bros roster. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the dominant. Luis with a dollar sign. Make sure y'all put the dollar sign. Luis. What's up, guys? Thank you for having me, man. Of course. Wait, I got to know, because I've seen your name a million times in the Smash world. What where'd the dollar sign come from? Is it just uh, something that you're like, you know yes. what? I'm out to be out here making this money, beating these little chumps up with any character I want. Like, how did how'd you add the dollar sign? I think this one's really funny because my tag before was literally just Luis, like no dollar sign. And then uh, my friends are like, "Yo, you're starting to get good, man. Are you sure you don't want to change your tag?" I'm like, "I don't know. What should I change about it?" They just said it's boring. I'm like, "Fine, I'll just add a dollar sign, and that's it." And then ever since I just added the dollar sign, I feel like it kind of like added this type of like persona in me. Like I need to, you know, if I'm here, I'm going to make this money. And that's basically <laughs> where it comes from. And every time I play this game, I'm always looking to, you know, get better and make money at the same time, you know, kind of like a, a dual motivation. It's pretty cool. That's what I'm talking about. He got the branding on deck. Yep. <laughs> he became a rapper. <laughs> yeah, that, and then uh it like originated where people just started calling me louis money you know like louis and then the dollar sign money there so people just call me louis money or louis so i i, I like the louis money name so i kind of rock with that too every now and then yeah louis money it is yeah. <laughs> it sounds cooler right yeah. <laughs> louis money louis money uh, yes indeed yes indeed so uh, uh i guess the first question i just gotta know is um when it comes to playing this, I need to know like who are your top go-to characters, like your top three go-to characters. Um, for sure, Fox. I picked. I like started playing him the most when this game came out because I think he's like probably the coolest character in the game. You know, he's so fast. He has so many combos. He can kill you early, but I don't know. Something about him is just so cool. I would just definitely say Fox. He's my main when uh when we're playing offline. I don't really play him online because it's kind of like a whole different game and he kind of sucks. But Fox, 
Mario and uh, Bobby Falco because he's also cool. Mm. Those are my, my my main three. Fox and Malco, Falco. I've just never been able to get. They're just so quick and yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they just go all the over dash, the place. But. The dashing started happening and people were just running every everywhere around. The, I just exactly, I couldn't yeah. keep up. So that that must be a whole another level of uh of playing. Did you have you have you did you start at the sixty four? Because I I heard you say when the game uh, first. Came out. No, it was actually uh like twenty sixteen, like middle of twenty sixteen is when I really started playing. Like, as a kid, obviously, you grow up and you play games growing up. I, I did have a 64. I did play Smash. I did play uh, Melee, Brawl. But, like, that's all super casual, you know, like, at home with friends. Like, nothing serious. But it was, like, till like, late 2016 where I'm like, yo, I think I'm pretty good at this game. I was just saying that because I like to t- act like, you know, I'm all talk. And I, I, I'm good like that. So I did compete. And I actually did good because my, uh, my city – there was a lot of players, but it's not like they were, like, amazing. So I started winning, like, right off the bat, I started competing. So I thought I was really good. And then it wasn't until some actual, like, player out from, like, the Hayward area just came out of nowhere who was actually good and just watched me. And I'm like, wait, there's people that are better than me at this game? That's <laughs> so he kept coming every Friday. There was this tournament. I, I won, like, 12 weeks in a row just not losing to anybody, playing whichever character I wanted, you know, like recycling, just doing whatever. And this dude comes out of nowhere and just beats me hard for like five weeks in a row. And I'm like, dude, where do you practice? Like, is there more tournaments? I, I, wa- I want to get to your level. So that's kind of how it started. Can't lie. That's the that's the um that's basically the premise of Dragon Ball Z. It's- I was just about to say that. <laughs> beating up humans and stuff. And then some alien comes and he's like, yeah. whoa. He's just laying in a crater, like, wait a minute. Right? <laughs> I can't believe you beat me. I'm Goku, <laughs> dude. <laughs> My story. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's how I started playing. I wasn't actually, it was pretty, uh, pretty late. So, like, gonna be like five years this year. So, yeah, it's been a good five four years. years so far. Five years. Of, and this is five years of competing, correct? Yeah, of like competing, yeah. But you were playing as Fox in the 64 version and the older versions, right? Uh, no, I was just playing whatever. I feel like I really didn't have a main when I just played as a kid. I just played whatever whatever character. I, lo- I like hitting the random button. It's cool. So I just got I, I just got to know from a, from the standpoint of being in the tournaments, like, what it, what is that like? Like, how do you feel like when it's like this last round, you're, it's you versus this other person? Like, what is that feeling you have right before it's time for you to have that match? What are your thought process? Um, if it's like a really big tournament, it's obviously a lot like more built up, like, oh, shoot, more stakes are on the line. But like, if it's like a small tournament. It's like, oh, I'm just going to play and, you know, do my best and win. If not, I lose. That's fine. But if it's like a big tournament, it's actually, I get really nervous. Like, I talk like I'm not nervous. I act like I'm not nervous. And I don't feel nervous, but I can tell what I'm playing in like a high stakes match in the end. It's hard to not feel nervous. Like, if it's close, if the game's close, literally after, I feel my hands just shaking and, like, I can't control it. But, like, mm-hmm. it's just hard, you know? It's, like, it, with any competition, it's, like, it really depends what's on the line, how much you want it, you know? Like, if you really want to win, then, you know, you, the emotions come with it. If, if you're not really in it, then, like, you're not going to feel it as much. But I always like to win, so those last matches are, like, building up to it. I definitely feel a lot of, like, a lot of stress because, like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm already this far. I got to win it, you know? But uh, it kind of became like a routine to here in a NorCal would win basically almost every tournament. So I kind of got used to winning. So I didn't really feel nervous. But when it when it comes to the, the nationals or you go to other states, the nerves hit harder, man. It's just 
it's like a whole different game. It's really hard. The adrenaline kicks in. Yeah. You want to go down in history as the best Smash player of all exactly, time. I dude. get it, bro. I get it. I got to ask you, man, uh, what controller are you using when you're competing? Uh, I just use the the standard, just this. Uh, I have it right here on the side, actually, just the game controller, yeah. just the standard one, yep. Classic GameCube. We, yeah. we were uh, we interviewed a few people, and they they've talked about how they've started to transition over to the Pro Controller. Have you had the opportunity to play with that yet? I've never owned one, so no. <laughs> you stick it to that. You yeah. stick to your guns. I love it. I've never owned one. I played with the Joy Cons before. And those are not not it. Um, you played with the Joy Con before? Yeah, kind of like just to like like I said, I like to when I play a lot of characters, uh, I kind of like to disrespect people sometimes so sometimes i just pulled out the joy cons i knew it i told you that <laughs> somebody came out like this and said what's yeah, good let's you get know. this work that's all they brought exactly. with them. let's get this work all right i've, I've never disrespected hard enough to only use one though i at least use two i was about only... to say the little <laughs> mini ones Jeez. yeah no my hands are too big for those too like i can't so how did how did how did you know like how do you know which character to use is it literally like a matchup thing? Like, oh, they're using this, so I'm gonna use this person because I'm good with them. Or is it literally like the random button, even on a professional level? <laughs> it's it's never the random button on a professional, but I mean, I like have to practice the character just for like a bit. Literally, like you guys know Elite Smash, you just go online and just find a random person. I just go use a random character for a bit and be like, okay, I think I'm ready to use this character. So it's it's not really a matchup thing. It's kind of how I'm feeling. If I'm confident in using this character, I think I'll win. I think it's just that simple, you know? At that point, you just understand the game then. It's not yeah. even like you have one character mm -hmm. that fits. You just yeah. kind of get the mechanics of the game. Yeah, because uh, I've, I've seen, I've watched the game a lot, you know, studied the game a lot. So kind of watching someone play a character, I feel like that's the best way to learn a character. For me, it's not like touching the character on my own. It's kind of just watching the character. And you see what they do, and I just implement that myself when I play. That's dope. Okay, but speak, and speaking of that, so, so you said that you do watch to be able to get a little bit sharper and stuff like that. Yeah. And so as your skills keep continuing to grow, we always uh, want to figure, like, with these uh, competitions, there's always, like, as you said, you're a Goku, but there's always your Vegeta somewhere yeah. lying around, making yeah. sure that you stay on your tippy toes to continue to go to the next level. Do you have someone like that? Oh, yeah. 100%, yeah. It's funny. As soon as you started making that uh, that Goku analogy, I already knew the the Vegeta was coming up, and uh, I already have my answer. It's actually uh, I don't know if you guys heard about Prodigy. Anybody? Oh yeah, my peep. Yeah, he's a the, the Mario Prodigy. He is a uh, he actually beat Leo in the the last offline tournament. He beat MK Leo, and I was like, wow, he's he's like this kid, man. He's like a fourteen year old kid up in Sacramento. Oof. Dude, that, that boy, whenever he comes, it's always me and him have been number one and two, just spread out through NorCal the whole the whole time of Ultimate, like the last two years. So it's is always MK, me or him. Is MK K Leo like the emperor of Smash oh, right yeah. now? He's, he's the best player. He's been the best player ever since Ultimate came out. So for like two years. And then Dang. the kid Prodigy beat him up in a, a, all the way in Detroit when we went to this event back in February last year. I feel like I was hearing about MK Leo since the Mango days, though. He's been uh, around for a minute, right? No, he's been around since uh, Smash 4, which is like 2016, 2015, around there. That's when he started coming out. Because he's he's young. MK is pretty young. Okay. Yeah. Huh. But yeah, no, that's definitely uh the guy that's always keeping me on my toes. Like, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I'd be as good as I am now, you know? Just because there's someone in the way, you know? If you don't get better, he's just going to outclass you. And so I always got to make sure to stay on my toes because Prodigy is always... Always a challenge. It's back and forth every time.
Very nice. So, I got to ask, at some point we had to talk about it because, you know, in this, in the arcade tokens, we do have uh, somebody who we, we has a nickname, one character, Cleo. Uh, this this guy, Cleo, he he's infamous for, for jumping on a fighting game, picking one character that he likes, and then never, ever <laughs> touching everyone. It's the most annoying thing ever to play with. Do you have any advice for Cleo and just people who play fighting games? Like, how do you, how do you maintain such like a, a high level with multiple characters? Is it just practicing with everybody? Is it like, is there like a tip that you were just like, okay, this this one thing works with everybody if you try them? Like, how do you get to 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 work with so many characters? Uh. I'll be honest, I think the biggest thing about this game, it's uh, it's kind of not really what you're doing with your hands, it's what you're doing with your brain. So right. if you're on the right mind, mind state while you're playing, you can just play any character. So it, it comes with like confidence and knowledge. So Cleo, if you, if you understand the game, if you study the game, you can play whoever you want. It's just right. your mind has to be ready to react, to read people. Right. It's kind of what it is, you know? I, that, that's I my advice you have to you have to consciously be thinking the whole time you're playing i appreciate the inspiration uh you know thanks for calling me my iq very low i do appreciate that people think that you know they just got to be moving the whole time you know they got to be pressing these buttons but if you're just thinking you're yeah be succeeding a lot more man listen i've been playing as link since the very first Ooh. smash bros i've never let him go and I got look, I, I haven't lost. When I play people, I'm quite good with Lincoln. I've been running with him ever since. Um I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say you've never lost? Oh, uh, before before been. you answer that, I'm not saying it like I'm the one did the beat. Let me let me I was about to say you've never been. Sorry. Let me make that clear. I have I've seen you lose with Link. Okay, but you've never beat me, neither has Pat. My question is immediately. Uh, you know, with all these new characters that we're getting in the DLC packs. Uh, so actually two questions for that. Who uh, is your favorite DLC character that's been put out? And who do you want to see Smash add to their roster? Um, I would probably just say uh, Joker, honestly. Ah, Maybe because he's, he's cool, man. Like, uh, I mean, uh, the coolest DLC, like the one that's in Smash. Joker for yeah. sure. Uh, something about just him, you know, he he moves really fast. He's actually good. He's not annoying. Like, all these characters that came out, I just see them as annoying. You know, Steve, it's like, oh, shoot, this guy's building and throwing cards at me. That's not fun. Min Min uh -huh. is fighting me from literally across the stage. That's uh -huh. not fun. I don't know. Uh, Joker, there's nothing really to for me to complain about him, you know? Like, as a, as a competitive player, you look at characters and you look at, like, like what's annoying to deal with, you know? And yeah. I know Joker has our set, but like it still feels like you're fighting a real character on like all these DLCs that just have their own little gimmick that's just really annoying to fight. Okay, I'm gonna definitely be that guy. I'll go ahead and do it. You can't be talking about DC's Joker, right? No, 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 no. no. A character named Joker. <laughs> yeah, the okay, okay. Joker. yeah. I had to I had to clarify that uh that's the coolest one that's in Smash that came as a DLC. Yeah. What about Sephiroth? Uh, I think Sephiroth's cool. The, I definitely haven't been playing him a lot, so I think he's a pretty good character. I haven't fought him either, so maybe he might be the coolest one. I think he looks cool. When he got announced, I'm like, damn, this character actually looks sick. Yeah. But uh, for now, I would just say Joker, though, since I've played him, too, and he's pretty cool. What's, what's the submission for a, a character that's not in 
that you would want to see. I don't know if you guys ever played this uh, game called Ninja Gaiden. Of course. Uh, yeah. The, heart, the hardest the game. Ever. Yeah. I, I played that game so much when I was like, and like junior high. And like, I just love that game. That, that character, Ryu Hayabusa, that ninja. I want him to smash so bad. Like I would, I would main that guy. No doubt in an instant. And people actually talk about him being in it. I'm like, shoot, I'm down. He's a cool character. Ryu. Okay. Yeah. Ryu. Hayabusa. I mean, I, I feel like he would play like snake. You That's know, the first thing I immediately thought of. When, uh, he, would when he, be, he would definitely be built like him, you know? Yeah. He'd, he'd be built like Snake, you know? Kind of kind of fast, but at the same time, not really. Hits you hard. I can see the moveset, too, for that. Yeah. Just the different moveset. weapons coming out. You know, the shurikens, the mm-hmm. katanas, uh, anything, dude. I, I would like that character so bad in Smash. That would be dope. I'm not even going to lie. I forgot about how many crazy weapons that he had. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So I have a quick question. Are you kind of like one of those character, uh, one of those players that's very, very much like game loyal to the Smash just to keep your high level? You're always consistently playing that, or do you kind of like switch it up? Do you ever like jump on Twitch or just jump on uh, your Switch or if you have another console and and play other games, or is it very much you know keeping the Smash skills sharpened? Um, during quarantine, you know, like I'm just at home a lot. I haven't really been playing too much Smash. I've been playing a lot of, uh, I don't know if you guys play League of Legends, but I've been playing so much League recently because, I don't know, playing Smash is not that many tournaments right now. And, like, I don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of motivation to, to like, just keep playing. Like, I still mm-hmm. think uh, my, my skills are still there. Like, I don't really think they're going anywhere. So, mm-hmm. for now, I'm just, you know, kind of playing other games. I, I do want to get a PS5, but it's just been a hassle to get one. But yeah, nice. no, just, have, just a bunch of league. Yes. Um, only you and I can relate to that. Um, getting the PS5 is tough, sir. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's These actually. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you yeah. Up, man? Believe, believe me. Uh, jo- join join the club, sir. I'm always sitting here by myself when they do their PS5 checks, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's a struggle for sure. It's a struggle. Have you been team PlayStation or Xbox before the Switch? Like, have you kind of what was your like console preference? Uh, my first console besides like Nintendo consoles was uh my uncle got a Xbox 360. That's where I played like Ninja Gaiden and that stuff. So uh, I was I was Xbox first, but then when I like decided to get my own console it was a PS4, and then now I'm just staying with the the Sony, the PS5. That's what I want. But who That's knows awesome. when I'll get it? Xbox is an amazing console. I love the Xbox. It's great. I do like it too. I'm not really like a a team, you know. It's like I'm just gonna get this. I don't really have a preference but i do want that over this one you know oh uh, what what are you looking most forward to on the playstation 5 this year coming out um i look forward to cyberpunk a lot but everyone's saying that game is like super sus it's not even <laughs> finished or like <clears throat> i don't know that that's definitely what i was looking forward to the most i think that one left for dead game looks cool yeah yes! yeah i i want to play that game but i might just have to get on a pc well, see now, I that, now that brings me to to uh, something that Pat uh, has came up with that we always want to ask, especially with Spanish players, because now I definitely want to play that with you, the Left for Dead. But um, since you're so good at Smash, there's there's this uh thing we've been been trying to do, uh, and it's called the back alley jump. Uh, Pat, would you would you like to explain this a little further to him? Yeah, sure. So you know we are. Uh... I would say beginners in terms of Smash. We, we would say Cleo is a, 
pushing inter- he's, he's intermediate for sure. Uh, so whenever we meet like a pro player, we always invite them to just a good old fashioned arcade jumping, uh, which basically is a three on one smash smash. You know, if we could just get one stock off of you, we just like <laughs> we just like fighting pro players. I know you guys are used to. You guys have like two v ones now, and professionally, it's 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 pretty crazy. But if we can just get one stock off of you, I think that would be an accomplishment for us. And you could just use random. That's that that's even more embarrassing. So I was already, I was already thinking that hitting the random button. <laughs> so if way you're down, if you're down, we could we could set it up for a three versus one. And just just for the I'm here for the disrespect. I have no ego in this game. Yeah. <laughs> or I might just go link. You never know. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh snap. Oh, or, or be Ganondorf to be yeah. his like <laughs> or be Zelda. <laughs> I, I can I can do anything, man. I'm down though. That does sound like a good time. Let's nice. do it, man. Let's set that in motion. <laughs> Big bet. All right. Do we have anything else? I think that's it. Well, thank you so much, Louis. Uh, Louis Louis Money. Is it Louis Money? Louis yeah. Money. Louis Money has been disrespecting people all throughout California, uh, and then moved over to the uh, what's what's it called? The world. He went from the world tournament to the. The tournament of the the galaxies with tournament the of power, whatever it's called. <laughs> of power. Yeah. Beat up all the Earthlings and said, "What else is out here?" <laughs> That's a really really dope uh, dope come up. We want to uh, 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 we appreciate you so much for jumping on coin toss. We look forward to the the jumping and seeing if we could uh, you know uh, link up with you later on on Twitch or something. Yeah, uh, I I do want to say. I, I respect you for keeping the Christmas decorations up. I was oh, heartbroken man. when mine were taken down. Hang in there, bro. <laughs> Keep My it mom going. loves it. My mom loves looking at it, so I'm not going to take it down. There you go. Yeah. Normalize having Christmas trees in March. I think. I agree. I agree. March? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely in January. I don't know about March. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But again, we appreciate you for stopping by, man. Of course, man. Yeah, Thank you for having me, man. It was cool. Appreciate you guys. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like the next time Louis Money walks into an actual tournament, he's got to have theme music playing, bro. He's he's a little too swagged up, bro. There's a confidence about that guy that I really like, man. I'm, I'm voting for him. <laughs> I he's want him to start clicking random at professional tournaments. That would just like that. That would just surpass. Cause even if he, he wins every other one, people would watch just for that. Just like, yeah. man, who you got? All right, for sure. Question mark. Like, fam, <laughs> you gonna fight me with whoever? <laughs> Yo, if you come in with this and go random, like that's that's just gonna be. Yo, he be said it. He walked in with Joy Cons just to just to challenge himself. Yeah, nah. Disrespect. Different level to play, man. Different level. Like yeah, man, like he's it. he's gonna disrespect the crap out of us in this in this jumping battle. Here for it. Yes. <laughs> when that good, I'm here for it. <laughs> well, we want to appreciate uh, Louis Money for jumping on and talking with us. Everything Smash, video game-wise, it was always a great time. Thank y'all for checking out Coin Toss. Make sure that you always check out the Smash Tournament 2 on Thunder Gaming's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Thunder Gaming. And make sure you always check out the RK Tokens YouTube, social media pages, and Twitch channel, as well as our individual Twitch channels, twitch.tv slash Cleo Thomas, Patrick Cloud, and Will Farrow. This has been Coin Toss. I am the Anomaly Will Farrow. Cleo Thomas, aka Mr. Slick Living. I'm Patrick Cloud. 
We are the RK Tokens, and we will catch you next time.